Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Liz Wheeler Show. Chick-fil-A has now gone woke. The last brand on earth that you might expect to go woke. Chick-fil-A, they're not even open on Sundays. They're so Christian, they print Bible verses on the bottom of the cups that that the beverages that you buy from them come in. Chick-fil-A is embracing DEI, and you will be shocked to know who in the conservative movement is actually defending the DEI at Chick-fil-A in the name of Christianity. This is so far off. This is so egregious. This, my friends, and we're going to name names here. I'm not gonna be vague. I'm gonna tell you who this is in the conservative movement. I'm gonna tell you why. Maybe they're nice people, I don't know but they're completely wrong on this. In fact, it's this destructive attitude, this, this, this naive attitude, this blind attitude that has led the Republican Party to where we are today, has led our country, bigger even than the Republican Party, to where we are today. It's led our institutions to the place where they are today, which is fully captured by a neo-Marxist ideology. It's Republicans' fault. It's not Republicans who are spearheading this. It's Republicans who are looking for any excuse not to acknowledge what's sitting right in front of our face. That even a brand like Chick-fil-A, what's supposed to be the most Christian brand in the nation, woke leftists don't even eat at Chick-fil-A because um, the, the previous owner or the founder of Chick-fil-A supported traditional marriage. They think it's a bigoted, a bigoted restaurant. You can't even eat Chick-fil-A chicken because uh, they don't embrace the LGBTQIA agenda. Well, now, now maybe they do, now maybe they do. And I gotta tell you, we're gonna talk a little bit about boycotts today because uh, an MLB pitcher, a Christian pitcher, a Catholic pitcher has come out and told fans that, yeah, we should be boycotting the Dodgers since the Dodgers are inviting an anti-Christian bigoted hate group. They're honoring this group, the so-called Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. This is at, comes at the same time as we have another update on the Target boycott. A, the vice president of brand management at Target has been exposed as an LGBTQIA activist. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, yeah, no kidding, Liz. Real, real interesting breaking news headline there, like we didn't already know. No, 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 no. This individual is actually on the board, not just, not just associated with, but actually works for an organization that gives queer books to thousands upon thousands of schools, elementary schools across the country, and advocates for teachers and school administrators to hide from parents when their children are undergoing a quote-unquote transgender transition in school. So this story just gets deeper and deeper, and so it leads us to this question, well, we are now right on the cusp of Pride Month right? All of this stuff leading up to Pride Month has been bad enough, but in a couple of days, every single corporation in this country, every single retail center in this country, every single store in this country is going to be displaying, they're going to be virtue signaling uh, for Pride. We're going to see trans flags everywhere. We're going to see the rainbow adorning things that it doesn't look good on because all of these companies have to have the public know that they are part of the queer theory agenda. And so the question for conservatives is going to be, how can we boycott everything? How can we literally stop shopping everywhere? How can we refuse to be consumers when we actually have to be consumers? And again, 
these same conservatives that are trying to justify Chick-fil-A's wokeness, they're trying to explain away, explain how you can be Christian and embrace DEI at the same time, you cannot. These same conservatives are telling us that we shouldn't be boycotting, and again, they are so, so wrong. In fact, perhaps they're just shallow, thinking in a very shallow way here. They're not strategic. Maybe they're not very smart in their analysis of what's going on in our country and how we should react if we want to win, because there is a way to boycott so that it makes a difference without having to boycott every single company in this country, and that is what we're going to talk about today, so let's get to it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Chick-fil-A is going woke. You can try to deny this. You can. This can make you sad. Maybe you feel grief about this because Chick-fil-A. It's Chick-fil-A for goodness sake. They have Bible verses on, the, on, the, on, on their chicken this is, a, this is a company that doesn't open on Sundays because they want to honor the Lord. They have been openly conservative. They've supported traditional marriage between one man and one woman when the entire culture of our country has rejected the objective truth of marriage and reality. It's Chick-fil-A. How can we lose Chick-fil-A? If you feel disappointed about this, well, so do millions upon millions upon millions of people in our country, so much so that there's a, a cohort of conservatives who are actually trying to deny that this is happening. They're trying to justify it. They're trying to explain it away. And not to be the bearer of bad news, but you can't explain this away. You can cover your eyes. You can be naive. You can put on blinders. But the reality of what we're facing at Chick-fil-A is Chick-fil-A is going woke. This is their commitment to DEI. Oh, those dreaded three letters, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Not how you and I understand those words, right? The left, specifically Marxists on the left, what is their favorite tactic? Their favorite tactic is co-opting language. Their favorite tactic is taking words with positive connotations and redefining those words to suit their political agenda without really mentioning that they redefined these words. So they can just apply these newly defined words that people have positive connotations about to their hideous political agenda. That is DEI. Diversity is not diversity of thought and diversity of experience. Diversity just means tokenism. It, it means racial quotas. Equity, equity is not inclusion. Equity is socialism. It's, 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 it's equal outcome, not equal opportunity. It's redistribution of wealth. Inclusion, it's not tolerance of other people's viewpoints. It's not religious liberty. It's the opposite. It means you will be made, you will be forced to adhere to a radical leftist ideology so that their viewpoint is included in your belief system. It's religious persecution. This stuff is evil. DEI is, is one of the most dangerous 
things that we are facing. It is, it is the encapsulation of, of communism, Marxism, and it exists in our country. So Chick-fil-A, I regret to inform you, has embraced DEI. You can see on their website right here, they say, read our commitment, about our commitment to DEI. They say, better at together. We are better together. One of our core values at Chick-fil-A, this is what's written on their website, means when we combine our unique backgrounds and experiences with a culture of belonging, we can strengthen the quality of care we deliver. Chick-fil-A Incorporated's commitment to being better at together means embedding diversity, equity, and inclusion in everything we do. You'll notice that it's not just diversity, equity, and inclusion. They also use the word belonging. Belonging is an additional element of DEI. It actually makes DEI even worse because the idea of belonging, again, the Marxists on the left have redefined the word belonging. It doesn't just mean that, that something you have, you have ownership of or you, you belong, you fit in, you are welcomed. That is not what it means. Belonging, according to the left, means that you have a right to feel a certain way. You have a right to feel unthreatened. And again, unthreatened, they don't mean an actual physical threat. They mean you have a right to be unchallenged. You have a right to be validated. You have a right to force everybody to capitulate to your ideology or else you might feel unsafe. You might not feel that you belong. It's terrible. It's poisonous. And Chick-fil-A has embraced this. Now, some people um, are pointing out that, you know, this has been around for a couple of years. This is not a new thing at Chick-fil-A, this DEI. And that's true. That's, that's factually accurate. In fact, the DEI department at Chick-fil-A came to fruition in 2020 during the pandemic, during COVID-19, during uh, the time when corporations were wondering, are we actually going to be able to survive because government bureaucrats and politicians are shutting down our businesses. This is a time when Klaus Schwab and his crew from the World Economic Forum tried to impose their great reset of capitalism on corporations around the world. And the way that they did this is they force ESG metrics, this social credit scoring system on companies. And if companies didn't adhere or meet certain standards of leftist ideology, like DEI, then they were downgraded on the ESG scoring system. And if they're downgraded on the ESG scoring system, then they lose access to capital. They are squeezed and suffocated out of the market. Apparently, Chick-fil-A is not immune to this, which Maybe you can blame Chick-fil-A for not kicking and screaming about this so that it was brought to our attention sooner. Maybe we should actually take a step even further back and say, well, this is actually an example of how this group at the World Economic Forum, I mean, I don't even want to call them a group. I want to call them like a mob, a mafia, a cartel has, has grabbed the throats of US companies and forced them to adhere to a radical leftist agenda. Otherwise, essentially, they're they're being choked out, they're being choked to death in the marketplace. So we can talk about both things here, but the fact of the matter is, yes, the DEI department has been part of Chick-fil-A since 2020. Um, the man who was in charge of the DEI department is a man by the name of Eric McReynolds, and he was, he was the executive director of DEI for the last, I guess, three years now. He is now the vice president of Chick-fil-A in charge of DEI, so that's a promotion. He has been promoted and now at a higher level in the company, DEI is being, well, to use their words, embedded in everything they do. Again, this is not, this is not new. If we go back just a couple of years during the Black Lives Matter riots, when critical race theory and this horrible, poisonous, false, ahistorical, immoral, unchristian, unbiblical idea that white people are inherently racist because of the color of our skin, and that white people now in America who never owned slaves, never 
participated in institutional racial discrimination somehow owe black people who live now who were never slaves and never faced institutional racial discrimination in our country, that somehow the white people now owe the black people now some kind of apology or reparation based on historical wrongs that happened to black people uh, generations ago by white people generations ago. This is a, a terrible, poisonous idea that Black Lives Matter was propagating that's inherent to critical race theory. And the CEO of Chick-fil-A, Dan Cathy, bought into this. There's a very cringy video. You will get secondhand embarrassment from this. It's so difficult to watch. You're just gonna sit here and say, oh my goodness, what am I seeing right now? Um, he's groveling. This, this CEO of Chick-fil-A is groveling at the feet of a rapper trying to humiliate himself as a reparation for racism that he never practiced personally himself. Again, you're gonna, I'm warning you, you're gonna get the cringies from this, but take a look. I invite folks to just to, to put some words to action here. And if we need to find somebody that needs to have their shoe shine, we need to just go right on over and shine their shoes. And uh, whether they got tennis shoes on or not, maybe they got sandals on, it really doesn't matter. But there's a time in which we need to have, you know, some, some personal action here. Maybe we need to give him a hug, too, brother. <laughs> and, some, and, some, and some stock in Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I bought about 1,500 of these, and I gave it to all our Chick-fil-A operators and staff a number of years ago. And uh, so any expressions of a contrite heart, of a sense of humility, a sense of shame, a sense of embarrassment, uh, beget with an apologetic heart. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, we have a sense of humiliation, a sense of shame, and a sense of embarrassment for you for the CEO of Chick-fil-A for parading around and doing this. Oh, what is his problem? This, this is awful. We're gonna talk about, and by the way, I'm not just showing you this so that you cringe. I'm not just showing you this because I had to watch it and so now you have to watch it too. So the CEO of Chick-fil-A, obviously total embarrassment to himself, ridiculous person. The point of this is that, yes, what you're hearing that Chick-fil-A is going woke is actually happening, that's the reality of the situation, that's simply the facts of the matter, and it's not new. It's not, it's not something that just happened yesterday, it's not something that, that happened today, it's something that has been slowly creeping into Chick-fil-A over the course of the past couple of years. Maybe we should have noticed this, 
Maybe we should have. It's 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 like Target, right? Target last year had a pride collection. Target had chest binders last year. It didn't cause people to boycott last year, but they crossed a line this year uh, with their with their pride merchandise designed by a Satanist targeting babies and. People decided that's enough. We drew the red line, the red line in the sand and said, listen, you're gonna target our kids, you're gonna groom our children into transgender ideologies, and we are done. So maybe that's the same with Chick-fil-A. Maybe this has been a slow building up, you know, and this is the straw that broke the camel's back. But this is the question. It brings us to the point where a lot of people are like, well, do we boycott Chick-fil-A now? Is this something that we're gonna have to every time that there's a company that embraces DEI, which is racism, discrimination, socialism, Marxism. Every time, you know, Kohl's also is selling uh, onesies, pride onesies for babies. Are we gonna have to boycott Kohl's too? Do we boycott everything? Do we boycott the MLB, Major League Baseball, because of what the Dodgers are doing? We boycott Bud Light. Who do we not boycott during Pride Month? And Eric Erickson, who I know, he's a nice guy. I like him. We agree on many things. We disagree on some strategy. Um, especially regarding how to fight the culture war. He has a take on this that I want to read you. Let me bring this tweet up. Let me bring this up on the screen right now. He says, y'all really going to boycott Chick-fil-A? When you start boycotting every business as quote-unquote woke, the average American will think you're full of crap. Yep, the company has a DEI page. It also has this. And he posted a picture that said corporate purpose of Chick-fil-A, quote, to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. So first of all, let's comment on that corporate purpose. Ostensibly, that's a wonderful corporate purpose. If they actually were glorifying God by being faithful stewards of what's entrusted to them, and if they were having a positive influence on everyone they came in contact with, that would be wonderful. But unfortunately, DEI is the antithesis of glorifying God. DEI is the antithesis of being a faithful steward to what's entrusted to them and being a positive influence on everyone. In fact, DEI, as I mentioned before, is racial discrimination. It's socialism, redistribution of wealth. It's, it's, um, it's religious persecution. It is unchristian. It is exactly the opposite of that. So just because they have this on their website doesn't mean that their policies and practices are fulfilling this. It means that we as consumers should strongly encourage them to fulfill this purpose, but just because they state this purpose doesn't mean that they're fulfilling it. Just like there are tons of, uh, there are tons of Christians, for example, like Joe Biden. He says he's Christian, he says he's Catholic, but is he? Is he really? Is he really living according to how Christ would, would have him live? Is he really furthering the kingdom of God? Nancy Pelosi's another one. She says she's Catholic. She dares to receive the Eucharist. Do we really think that she has embraced what God has for her? Is she really trying to serve him and serve others? I don't think so. So just because someone claims to be a Christian doesn't mean that they are acting in a Christian way. I'm not trying to preach a homily here. I'm just stating the obvious that just because someone says that they want to glorify God, if they're trying to do that by doing the opposite, embracing Marxism, Marxism is just a form of communism. Communism is literally an ideology of Satan then they're not glorifying God. So they don't get an excuse for having a DEI department just because they also state that they want to glorify God. All they get from me is a stamp that says, wow, you're a huge hypocrite. A huge hypocrite because you ought to know better. You ought to reject this. So that's the first thing. The second thing, and let's go on here. And he has a whole thread here. Um, this is about the boycotting, not Chick-fil-A itself. Eric Erickson says, you've convinced yourselves Conservatives, quote unquote, did that with Bud Light, Target, et cetera. Actually, it was Americans the right persuaded. You exercise no discernment in your targets, you lose credibility. Asking moms to give up Target and Chick-fil-A is a bridge too far. 
so like I said, I know Eric personally. I think he's a nice guy. I like him. We share very similar viewpoints on many, many topics. China, for example, we are quite like-minded on China. I like him, but he's totally wrong on this. This is, this is an incorrect take, an incorrect take. Um, so let's deconstruct what he said here in his tweet. You've convinced yourselves that conservatives did this with Bud Light. Actually, it was Americans the right persuaded. Well, who persuaded Americans that aren't the right? Conservatives did. So yeah, conservatives did this. That, that's actually what conservatives are supposed to do. It's not just our actions. We are supposed to convince other people. We are supposed to be advocates. We are supposed to conserve these values. So if, if our um, words and our actions and our viewpoints and our campaigns and our boycott inspired other people who aren't traditionally on the right to join us, which made it such a, a national movement, then yeah, conservatives did that because it wasn't the people to, it wasn't the centrists, it wasn't the independents that started it. We started it. It was our idea. We recognized it. We condemned what Bud Light was doing by um, by hiring Dylan Mulvaney as an advertiser, um, putting Dylan Mulvaney's face on a Bud Light can when Dylan Mulvaney is a man masquerading as a woman. We conservatives were the ones that brought Dylan Mulvaney to the attention of the public. We are the ones that highlighted Dylan Mulvaney as being an atrocity uh, to reality. Dylan Mulvaney, who, yes, made in the, in the in the image and likeness of God, who has rejected who he was made to be in the image of likeness of God, we conservatives brought that to everyone's attention. And we conservatives started this boycott. So yeah, we did it. We did it. And I'm not taking credit. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. I'm just saying, yes, conservatives did something effectively. We are doing something effectively. And we should recognize that. We shouldn't pretend that this just happened sort of like, um, sort of by, by, by what force did this happen, right? Coincidence doesn't have sentience. This is not something that just oh, conservatives sat back and it just happened. Like, no, we started this. This is something, a campaign that we built and it's a good campaign and an effective campaign. That's the first thing. The second thing is um, Eric Erickson says, you exercise no discernment in your targets, then you lose credibility. That's not exactly true. Um, what is true is that there, that people can feel overwhelmed. They can feel, even with Target actually, Target's a perfect example of this because there are a lot of moms who shop at Target, moms are the, maybe the primary consumer at Target, who said, well, if I don't shop at Target, if I, if I decide not to give another penny to an organization that's trying to groom my children, then where am I gonna shop? Where am I gonna find affordable clothes and affordable home goods and affordable toys? Target is, I mean, everyone loves Target. Who doesn't love Target? I love Target. I did, at least before, before they started targeting children. I used to, I was always one of those consumers that I'd walk into Target for one thing. I intended to spend like 10 or $20 and I'd come away with like, $315 worth of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. It was just there. It called out to me. I didn't know I needed it until I saw it and I needed it. Not anymore. So all of these, all of these moms though, all of these people are saying, well, where am I supposed to shop? What am I supposed to do if I boycott? There is a reality um, that we can acknowledge where people are overwhelmed, where they say, well, every corporation in the country is going to boycott, or not boycott, every corporation in the country is going to virtue signal for Pride Month. They're going to put out their trans progress flags and they're going to bedazzle everything with uh, with rainbow colors. And, you know, they're going to put out all these statements about the LGBTQIA community and their support of it and uh, against conservatives and probably against DeSantis and probably against, against laws that protect parents' right to know when their child is being transed in school or opposition to laws that protect children from bodily mutilation and surgery in the name of gender identity. It can be too much if you think about boycotting everything. Now, here's what I would say. I would say there's a couple things here. This is not a willy-nilly strategy. 
no conservative thought leader is sitting here, myself included, saying you should boycott everything. Everyone, every company that has any kind of political viewpoint that is slightly divergent from your own, you should, they're dead to you. No one is saying that. No one is saying that. So this is, in a sense, a false argument to um, say that we're asking people to boycott everything. Second of all, it's a little condescending to say asking moms to give up Target and Chick-fil-A is a bridge too far. It's a little condescending. Women have a little bit, give us a little bit more credit than that, that, that women and moms aren't so tied to our, our shopping habits and where we like to eat that we couldn't exercise self-control or exercise discernment in where we want to give our dollars based on whether those companies are violating or supporting our values. Um, the second part of this, and this, this I, wanted, I wanna shift over to David French, um, the former conservative who now works for the New York Times, um, quote tweeted Eric Erickson, and I'm gonna bring this one up too on the screen, and this is what he said. He said, Eric is so right about this. Besides, it's simply wrong to set up diversity, equity, and inclusion as inherently opposed to Christianity. There are good and bad ways to pursue those values, but those values in their best form are worth pursuing. Now, I almost laughed when I read this because this is just a, 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 an objectively ignorant view on the culture war. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, the way that David French is defining them is not the way the Marxists that have captured our institutions are defining them. And the Marxists that captured our institution are hoping that conservatives are as dumb as David French is being about this, assuming that they're, that they're good values, that they're, 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 they're words with positive connotations that could not be hijacked, could not be weaponized, could not be redefined to serve the purposes of the radical left. No, no. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is an inherently evil ideology that the left has created. It's neo-Marxist. It is, it, is, it is ordered towards socialism and Marxism and communism. That's the only outcome of diversity, equity, and inclusion as defined by the left. And make no mistake, Chick-fil-A is not redefining the redefinition of the, of the original definition of these words. They're not pushing back on what the radical left has done to these words. They're embracing it. That's why they use the word belonging. That's why they said DEI. They're pursuing an ESG score. So this is just an ignorant viewpoint. Um, and yes, DEI is inherently opposed to Christianity. Then every Christian listening should understand that clearly. The, Eric Erickson, like I said, nice guy, totally wrong on this. David French, I actually used to a decade ago like what David French wrote on free speech and you know fighting fighting for for free speech on campuses, college campuses specifically. But he has just gone off the deep end um, on his political views. They're just nuts. He's rejecting everything that conservatism is because he doesn't like Trump because he doesn't like having to fight the culture war. This is totally wrong. So now we get to the point of talking about the structure, the strategy of boycotting. What do we do? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. When we run into a corporation that is being woke in, during Pride Month when we don't want to boycott everybody, what, what do conservatives have planned for this? And I say this, do not fear. We have a strategy laid out. This is not, this is not a haphazard um, coincidence. What's happening to Bud Light, what's happening to Target, and what's going to happen to the LA Dodgers is not something that requires us to boycott everything. We're not calling, conservatives aren't calling for a willy-nilly boycott of every company that uh, virtue signals for Pride Month. No, this is how it works. This is an effective way to use our power, to harness our power as consumers in the marketplace, to remove from existence companies like Bud Light and Target that are so destructive to the fabric of our nation that we shouldn't spend a penny with them. This is how it works. You pick targets that have been especially egregious. Targets like Bud Light. What Bud Light did is, as we all agree, unforgivable. They embraced a transgender ideology and they tried to impose that, push that, force that into the faces of a consum their consumers who are largely working class, right-wing beer drinkers. This is so egregious. It's essentially like a re-education camp. They are, they're denying um, everything that they've claimed to be. They've claimed to be an American brand. They've claimed to be red, white, and blue. They've claimed to stand with, you know, flyover states. And this is what they're, what they're propagating. Queer theory would lead to the destruction of all of these people, these Christian people, these working people, these patriotic people. And they need to be taught a lesson. Then, listen, Bud Light did not apologize for what they did, and they're not going to. But what we are doing by squeezing Bud Light the way that we are squeezing, and what, is the, what are these numbers? I have these numbers here. Data from uh, Bump Williams Consulting and Nielsen IQ show that sales by volume at Bud Light are down 29.5%, and this is from OutKick, reported by OutKick. For the week ending in May 20th compared to last year, sales are down 25.7% for revenue compared to the same time window. This is a significant movement that we are driving. Because Bud Light might be too cowardly because they're worried about their CEI, their corporate equity index score, which plays into their ESG score. They might be too worried about that and bullying from the radical left to actually disavow Dylan Mulvaney. But what we are doing is we are setting the stage so that any company that engages in active propagandizing or activism aiming queer theory at our children is going to have to say, well, wait a second wait a second, if we do this, are we just going to increase our ESG score or are we going to be actually ruined? Like, are we going to be, are we going to have the right point at us and say, bud light them if we behave like that? And Target has answered that question. Target has, what are we seeing with Target? Well, they've lost $10 billion in market value because they target our children. We are going to bud light them. So what we are doing is we are honing in on specific egregious targets and we are engaging our full energy against those specific targets. And when I say engaging our full energy, I mean, we aren't, we aren't using scattershot here. We are engaging our full energy at those specific targets to destroy those specific businesses and their LGBTQ propagandist activism 
destroying them in the marketplace. And what's that going to do? It's going to discourage other companies. In fact, it's not just going to discourage executives at other other companies who've um, propagated woke advertising are quaking in fear right now. You have no idea what it's like behind the scenes. The, The CEOs, the marketing teams, the advertising teams, they are shaking in their boots, afraid that they're going to be next. Think about what happened to Miller Lite. That ad that we talked about about two weeks on the two weeks ago on the show, Miller Lite had that that feminist like women brew beer, that really stupid ad. And we were like, listen, you're lucky that we didn't notice that a couple months ago because right now we're busy with Bud Light. But Miller Lite's statement when we spoke out about that and we said, Miller Lite, you're walking on thin ice, thin ice, demonizing men and and, and propagating this silly, woke, radical feminist narrative. Miller Lite was like, guys, guys, it was just a joke. It was just a joke. You, you, You didn't understand the humor here. Come on, come on, guys. They were so afraid. They were panicked. Why? Because they didn't want what we've done to Bud Light to happen to them. So we're writing a playbook here. We're being very prudent about who we boycott. We're being extremely committed to these boycotts, seeing them to fruition, because what these companies are hoping for, what they're praying for, is that consumers forget, that consumers lose interest, that our passion dissipates, that they take a tiny little dip in the market while people are angry and then they recover, that we go back to Target next spring for our bathing suits, that we, at 4th of July, that we just have to crack open a cold Bud Light. They're hoping that we forget, and we're not gonna forget. We're not gonna stop. We're not gonna cave. We're not gonna bend a knee. We're going to identify our target and we're going to squeeze it, which is exactly what we're doing. So should we boycott Chick-fil-A? I don't know yet. I don't know, based just on this. Listen, I'm not opposed to individuals on an individual basis saying, you know what, I don't wanna shop at Kohl's if they're gonna sell onesies for infants. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to Chick-fil-A today if they're gonna propagate DEI. That's fine. That's, that's individual boycotting, and I'm always in favor of that if you wanna do that. If you wanna, if you wanna spend your time shopping somewhere else at, at stores or eating at restaurants that actually do share your values, that's great. That's something that's admirable. I, I even encourage it, but that's different than the nationwide targeted corporate boycott that we are inflicting on Bud Light, that we're inflicting on Target. We have not gotten to that point with Chick-fil-A yet. Doesn't mean that we won't. It doesn't mean we should dismiss what they're doing. It doesn't mean we shouldn't shame them and expose them and try to hold their feet to the fire. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about them. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't warn them. It doesn't mean that they should feel safe. It doesn't mean that they should feel secure. It doesn't mean they should breathe a sigh of relief. It means they should be afraid. It means that they should should seriously consider changing the way that they're acting because if they do keep going down this road, yeah, we will will boycott them. We will get them. But doesn't mean that we are going to have this willy-nilly boycott everything in the month of June. No, it doesn't. And those who, like Eric Erickson or like David French, who are acting as though that's what we are advocating for, don't understand what we're doing. They don't understand, and maybe the reason they don't understand what we're doing is because they don't acknowledge the reality of the political enemy that we're facing. If David French says diversity, equity, and inclusion are a good thing, name to me one example when equity is a good thing. One example, because equity is just equal outcome. When has that ever, ever, ever been a moral thing? And even if you don't want to play that, that game, even if you don't want to trip him up in his own words, the definition of DEI, as defined by the radical left, the Marxists on the left, is wrong. It's evil. It's incompatible with Christianity. And we all know that Target, or not Target, that Chick-fil-A has embraced the Marxist, the evil definition of DEI. And Eric Erickson, when he says, listen, if we don't, if we're not, uh, if we don't exercise discernment, people aren't going to take us seriously. Well, let me tell you, 
These corporations are taking us pretty seriously. When we've destroyed 25 to 30% of their market value, when $10 billion, um, when Target's lost $10 billion in less than two weeks, believe me, these people are taking us seriously. And yes, conservatives are responsible for starting and spearheading and being committed to these campaigns. Let's talk about the Dodgers for a second. What's happening at the LA Dodgers is extremely interesting. And when I say extremely interesting, I say I think our next our next boycott is the LA Dodgers. It's a little bit different than a corporate boycott of Bud Light or of Target because not everyone goes goes to the Dodger games, right? You have to be in the area to do that, um, or at least going to a baseball game. And that's not an every consumer type of activity like Bud Light was or like Target is. But when the Dodgers invite this group of transgender strippers that blaspheme the Catholic Church and Christianity, dressing up like some grotesque, perverted version of nuns, you didn't hear very much from the players on the team that were Christian. And we said we said last week, like, listen, consumers have a lot of power, but the only people that have more power than the consumers in the case of, of professional sports are the players. And we called for the players um, on the Dodgers team to speak up. They're haven't been. There's been a couple. There's been one player who said, listen, we're going to host two weeks after this. We're going to host a faith and family day at Dodger Stadium. And we were like, nope, that's actually worse because you're then pandering to Christians who two weeks beforehand, you were ridiculing and invite and honoring a group that their entire uh, goal is to hate Christians. So that doesn't count. I'm sorry. That's just not enough. But we have Trevor Williams of the Washington Nationals who is doing the right thing. He's actually demonstrating exactly what MLB players should be doing. He's blasting the LA Dodgers for violating their own non-discrimination policy by their, their invitation to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. So this is what he said on Twitter, and you can see this on the screen. He said, as a devout Catholic, I am deeply troubled by the Dodgers' decision to reinvite and honor the group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, at their Pride Night this year. A major league baseball game is a place where people from all walks of life should feel welcomed, something I greatly respect and support. This is the purpose of different themed nights hosted by the organization, including Pride Night, to invite and honor a group that makes a blatant and deeply offensive mockery of my religion and the religion of over 4 million people in Los Angeles County alone undermines the values of respect and inclusivity that should be upheld by any organization. Creating an environment in which one group feels celebrated and honored at the expense of another is counterproductive and wrong. It is a clear violation of the Dodgers discrimination policy, which explicitly states that any conduct or attire at the ballpark that is deemed to be indecent or prejudiced against any particular group or religion is not tolerated. It seems that the Dodgers have made an exception in this case, doubling down that this group, which grossly disrespects and openly mocks many of the traditions and beliefs that Catholics hold most dear, should be celebrated. I believe it is essential for the Dodgers to reconsider their association with this group and strive to create an inclusive environment that does not demean or disrespect the religious beliefs of any fan or employee. I also encourage my fellow Catholics to reconsider their support of an organization that allows this type of mockery of its fans to occur. I know I am not alone in my frustration, hurt, and disappointment about this situation. As Catholics, we look to Jesus Christ and the way he was treated, and we realize that any suffering in this world unites us to him in the next. And that, my friends, is how a professional athlete should respond when 
they're associated, even, even though he's not on the LA Dodgers team, he's on, he's on the, the Washington Nationals team, this is how professional athletes should respond. They should encourage their own fans to boycott. And that's what Christians should do. Christians of all denominations should refuse to patronize the LA Dodgers as long as the LA Dodgers is willing to honor a group that hates us, that's bigoted towards us. They're honoring this group exactly as Trevor Williams said, at the expense of another. There is no characteristic or quality or belief that our society would tolerate honoring one group at the expense of another, except, except when it's anti-Christian bigotry. So first we had Bud Light, now we have Target. Ongoing, we're committed to these boycotts and the LA Dodgers should be next. The LA Dodgers, it's actually good that it's not a corporation exactly like Bud Light and exactly like Target. This is, this is different. Every type of corporation and organization and entity should fear what will happen to them in the marketplace if they thumb their nose at the very consumers that they rely on for their existence. Our strategy is sound. This is the first time in a long time that I have heard from so many of you that you feel hope, that you feel like you are part of our, our part of fighting the culture war, that you feel a part of our self-governance because you don't know if you feel confident in our votes. You don't know if our elected representatives listen to us, if they represent us. But you do know that by deciding where to spend money and where not to spend money, by deciding what sports to watch and what stadiums to boycott, that those corporations understand that this culture, they do not have a monopoly on this culture. This culture belongs to us. And their activism, their LGBTQ activism is an affront to a culture that is rooted in natural law. And what is natural law, my friends? Natural law is the law of God, knowable by human reason that exists in every single one of us, whether or not we want to admit it. This is a sound strategy and one that I am proud to be a part of. One more thing that I wanted to show you before we go here. This is a study about young men, young boys actually, that suffer from gender dysphoria. And I wanna bring this up on the screen. This is a study. This is the abstract of the study, okay? And it's, it's, about, it's about the mothers of these young boys and the mental health issues these mothers suffer from. So let me read you this abstract. It says, this pilot study compared mothers of boys with gender identity disorder with mothers of normal boys to determine whether differences in you know, their, their psychology and child-rearing attitudes and practices could be identified. Results of the diagnostic interview for Borderlines and the Beck Depression Inventory revealed that mothers of boys with gender identity disorder had more symptoms of depression and more often met the criteria of borderline personality disorder than the controls. 53% of the mothers of boys with gender identity disorder compared with only 6% of controls met the diagnosis for borderline personality disorder on the diagnostic interview for Borderlines or had symptoms of depression on the Beck Depression Inventory. Ho, ho, ho. 53% of mothers who have young sons with gender identity disorders have borderline personality disorder or depression compared to only 6% of mothers in the control group. So uh, this is not only significant, you might have noticed a sentence at the beginning of this study, which will tip you off to what I'm about to tell you, when it says, this pilot study compared mothers of boys with gender identity disorder with mothers of normal boys. And you might think, well, 
that's correct. Yes, they're normal boys, but how on earth did a study with, with a phrase like that get published in our modern medical field? And the answer to this is this study is from 1991. It is from March of 1991. It is not a recent study which makes it all the more important because we have realized, the medical community has realized for a long time that the mental health disorder of the mother, the psychosis of the mother, the borderline personality disorder of the mother informs her child's gender identity disorder. So the left claims they're not grooming. This study, as if we needed additional proof, proves that grooming happens and that grooming is effective. That when a mother imposes her mental health issues on her child, this is what happens. Over 50% of mothers with sons with gender identity disorders have borderline personality disorder. That ain't no coincidence, not at all. But the left doesn't want you to know about this, even though this study has been published since 1991 a long time. Make sure you drop me your email at lizwheeler.com. Get signed up for my email subscription. It's been going great so far. Signups are coming in like fire because we're sending you all this stuff into your inbox so that you know, first thing, what I'm reading, what I'm researching, the notes from the show, everything that you need to be well-equipped to fight back against this culture war. Uh, Go to lizwheeler.com, drop me your email. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.